Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. You are now tuned in to the Cherry Picking Podcast with your host, Andre Cherry. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Andre Cherry, your host of the Cherry Picking Podcast. And first off, I want to ask you, did you enjoy that intro that I just played? Because if you are a day one listener, that was the intro that I used for the first season of the Cherry Picking Podcast. We are now in season three, or should I say we're at the end of season three. I usually use this intro at the end of the seasons. So I did it at the end of season two, and now I'm doing it at the end of season three. So that's right, this is the last episode of the 2020 college football season. A season that has been unlike any before it. A season that is historic, unprecedented, crazy. I mean, you could use any sort of word to describe this season and it would be accurate. (laughs) But we've made it. We have made it to the end of the season and we are getting ready for the college football playoff national championship game. So on this episode, this very special cherry picking episode, I'm going to preview a little bit of the championship game. I'm going to give you some factoids that you can chew on as you're getting ready to watch this national championship college football playoff game next Monday. That's right, January 11th at 8.15 p.m. Eastern. So let's just dive right in. So the stage is officially set. 12-0 Alabama and 7-0 Ohio State will meet in the 2021 college football playoff national championship game on Monday, January 11th at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, Florida. Kickoff for this matchup is set for 8.15 p.m. Eastern. So as a series note, Alabama and Ohio State will meet for the fifth time overall and the second time in the history of the college football playoff. The Crimson Tide hold a 3-1 lead in the series with the Buckeyes' lone win coming in the most recent meeting. These two programs squared off in the college football playoff semifinal at the Sugar Bowl in Louisiana on January 1st, 2015, with Ohio State claiming a 42-35 win on their way to becoming the eventual national champion. Alabama head coach Nick Saban is 2-2 in his career against Ohio State, including a 2-1 record at Michigan State. Ohio State's head coach Ryan Day has not faced Alabama Yet, but this will be the first meeting for this young head coach who's on a a great path at Ohio State. I think he's only lost one game, but we'll get into more of of that later on. So, first, let's dive into Ohio State. We'll take a look at the Buckeyes and then we will get to Alabama in the second half of this podcast. But Ohio State is coming off of a college football playoff semifinal win over Clemson. 49-28, to and I'm going to be honest, I didn't see this coming, and I'm I'm not too proud to to not accept defeat. I'd picked Clemson to handle Ohio State, and it didn't happen. I was surprised, I was shocked, but I accept that Ohio State is one of the four best teams in college football playoffs. Like, they are, they legitimately deserve to be here, and I, I didn't think so before, but I certainly believe so now. So I'm, I'm just going to say, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I got it wrong. But anyways, 
the Buckeyes saved their best offensive performance of their shortened season for this game against Clemson. They racked up 639 total yards of offense. Good God, that's a lot of yards of offense. Buckeyes quarterback Justin Fields went 22 for 28 for 385 yards and threw for a season-high six touchdowns in the 49-29 route of Clemson. Fields' favorite target of the day was wide receiver Chris Olaf. Or is it Olave? He hauled in six balls for 132 yards and two touchdowns. Running back Trey Sermon has been a very valuable contributor to the Ohio State offense this season, especially down the stretch here. In this game in particular, he carried the ball 31 times for 193 yards with one touchdown. But did you know Sermon has rushed for 524 yards the past two games? He had 331 yards versus Northwestern. Chicago's Big Ten team, Northwestern. And 193 yards versus Clemson. So that's an Ohio State record for consecutive games. Ezekiel Elliott, I think you know of this young man who plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He had 476 yards in 2015. So Sermon eclipsed Ezekiel Elliott. Sermon has been a great addition, I would say, from Oklahoma, where he was a graduate transfer. And he is on the verge of winning a national championship, something that he would not have had the opportunity to do at Oklahoma because they always get bamboozled in the playoffs and they just fall flat on their faces when they are when they make it to that round. But Ohio State has beaten Clemson and now they are on a, a great path to hopefully beating Alabama if you're an Ohio State Buckeyes player or a fan. They're in great position here, thanks to this young man. So in that playoff game, the Buckeyes set 10 bowl game team and individual records. So they scored 49 points, 639 total offensive yards. Justin Fields had 427 yards of total offense, seven total touchdowns, six touchdowns passing from Justin Fields, 385 yards passing and a Fields passing, uh, passing yards, receiving touchdowns, uh, two by Chris Olav and Jeremy Ruckert. So they brought the offense. They brought the fireworks in this semifinal game against Clemson. They're going to have to do it again against Alabama, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. Defensively, the Buckeyes limited Travis Etienne, Mr. Superstar, Mr. Do-Everything for Clemson's offense. They limited him and that explosive Clemson ground game to only 24 net yards rushing, which is a tremendous feat. Needs to be called out. Yeah, that's a big deal. Ohio State is 3-2 and two all time in its four college football playoff appearances. Ohio State won the initial college football playoff in 2014-2015 season, defeating number one Alabama by a score of 42-35 in the All-State Sugar Bowl and number two Oregon, 42-20 in the championship game at AT&T Stadium. It was the school's eighth national championship and Ryan Day, Ohio State's head coach, he has guided the program into consecutive college football playoff appearances for the first time in school history. So that's also something that should be shouted out. That's a, a tremendous feat. The Buckeyes seem to reload. Whether it be players or coaches, they just reload. It's crazy. The Buckeyes are 23-1 and overall under Ryan Day, including a 10-1 record against AP top 25 ranked teams and a 5-1 mark versus top 10 teams. So that is tremendous. Ohio State with this game against Alabama will be seeking its ninth national championship 
in the college football playoff championship game against Alabama on January 11th at 8.15 p.m. Eastern. So this is uh, crazy. I mean, we're going to see some blue bloods this week or this next Monday. And I, I can't wait to, to watch that all play out. So that was a little recap of Ohio State. We will preview Alabama after this short break. Don't go anywhere. I will be right back. What's going on? It's Casey Callan, host of the Characters of Boxing and Beyond podcast. I'm here in beautiful Charm City, and I just want to remind you about a new book from Clear Contender Media. It's called How They Got Their Billions. We're exploring the business stories of pro football's 32 NFL owners. Every NFL team is worth well over a billion dollars these days. Some NFL owners amass their fortune through inherited wealth, oil exploration, but other stories are more far-fetched than fiction. So this new book, How They Got Their Billions, by me, kind of exploring the different path that all of today's 32 NFL owners took to acquire their fortune and team. So definitely check this book out. It's available right now clearcontender.com slash books or you can find it on Amazon and uh, have a good one everyone want to know what life is really like after the game is all over real athletes are here to share their true stories of adversity and triumph every week on after orange slices even if you don't like sports pro athletes former college stars celebrities coaches public speakers doctors and all kinds of experts join the show and there's a little bit of something for everybody Join me, Bridget, for a slice of inspiration, plus your everyday sports news sprinkled in. New episodes every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. On the first half of the podcast, we broke down Ohio State. On this side of the show, we will talk about Alabama. So Alabama is coming off of a 31-14 victory over Notre Dame in the college football playoff semifinal at the Rose Bowl. A game that was played at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, a.k.a. Jerry World. In that game, Bama held the potent Irish defense to 14 points and didn't allow its superstar quarterback Ian Book to throw any touchdown passes. Book did have one rushing touchdown on the day, but he did throw one interception to the Alabama defense. The defense also limited the powerful Irish ground game to only 139 yards rushing, which is impressive considering that this team averages over 215 yards rushing per game this season. So that was a tremendous feat that they accomplished by holding the Irish running backs to only 139 yards combined. Offensively, Bama quarterback Mac Jones, who's also a Heisman finalist, went 25 for 30, throwing for 297 yards with four touchdowns and no interceptions, Running back Najee Harris looked like a grown man out there against the Irish defense. He rushed for 15 times for 125 yards. Wide receiver and and another Heisman finalist, Devonta Smith, caught seven balls for 130 yards and three touchdowns. So with this win, the Crimson Tide advanced to the college football playoff national championship game for the fifth time in the last six seasons. Good golly. That is insane. That's that's crazy. Alabama is now 5-1-1 in Rose Bowl games and 7-3 in college football playoff pairings, with the seven wins being the most by any program since the inception of the playoff in 2014. This season, Alabama 
also became the first team in SEC history to go 10-0 against conference foes in the regular season this year and had the fifth undefeated regular season under head coach Nick Saban. All this dude does is win. I'm just thinking of that DJ Khaled song. Like Nick Saban is a winner. He wins. That's all he does is win. That's insane. The Crimson Tide won each of its 10 regular season games by 15 or more points before a 52-46 win over Florida in the SEC Championship game. Alabama is 7-3 in the college football playoff and has been in six of the seven playoffs. Some random stats. Ohio State is number four nationally in total offense with 544.9 yards per game, and Alabama is sixth with 535 yards per game. So now real quick, I want to just tell you some of the keys of the game for both Ohio State and Alabama. So for Ohio State, if the Ohio State defense can bring forth a similar effort against Alabama's rushing attack, limiting the production of Najee Harris in a similar fashion to how they did Clemson and Travis Etienne, then they definitely have a shot of winning this game. But it it really starts with controlling that ground game. Ohio State is plus nine on the season and ranks third nationally at 1.29 takeaways per game. So they're going to have to they're going to have to find some turnovers. They're going to have to cause some turnovers, get some interceptions to stay in this game because this Alabama offense is just too potent. So they're going to need to really get on that, that turnover game and get some takeaways. But then the Buckeyes will also need to rely on Ohio State's top three tacklers, which are its linebackers, to get into the backfield and disrupt uh, Mac Jones's rhythm. So we have Pete Werner, who has 37 tackles this season, Tough Borland, has 26 this season, and Baron Browning, who has 23. Ohio State's going to need those big guys to get in there and wreak havoc on the Alabama rushing attack and and cause disruption to Mac Jones's rhythm if they expect to have a chance. Now, offensively, Fields, Sermon, and Chris Olaf or Olave are going to need to bring everything they got in this game if they expect to stand a chance against Alabama. So we saw in the the semifinal game that Ohio State laid it all out there. They had one of the best offensive games they've had this season. They're going to have to do that again, times two, if they expect to beat Alabama. Because Alabama is no joke. They are no joke at all. Uh, because I really am imagining a shootout in this game. I mean, these teams can score some offense. So I'm, I'm expecting the offenses to be on full display in the championship game. And so that's those are my keys to the game if I'm an Ohio State fan. Now, if I'm an Alabama fan, the tie just needs to follow the game plan of Nick Saban and the staff and just continue doing what they've been doing, which is dominating teams. They play in, arguably, they play in the toughest conference year over year. The fact that they went 10-0 in conference play and then handled Notre Dame no, with no problem, no, no sort of uh, issues there. They're going to have to continue that same effort, uh, that, same, that same hustle that they have. I mean, they're just going to have to do it again. And I, really, I don't, I don't know what else to say about Alabama than the fact that they, that's like a professional team on the college level. If Najee Harris, if Devonta Smith, if Mac Jones can play how they've been playing this season, I don't see any reason why 
Alabama won't win a national championship again. I, I just, I, I can't see it. I can't see it. If we look at scoring offense, Alabama ranks second in all of college football in scoring offense at 48.2 points per game. Ohio State ranks fifth at 43.4 points per game. So, like I said, offense will not be an issue in this championship game. If you love offense, you're going to get some offense next Monday. Scoring defense, Alabama ranks 13th in in NCAA uh, this year. In total offense, they rank 6th at 535 yards per game. I read you that stat already. Passing offense, they rank 5th in NCAA uh, this season at 349.3 yards. These guys rank in like the top 15 in most categories here that I'm looking at. And so Alabama has a blueprint. They do it every game. They dominate. And if they can dominate in this game, they're going to win. Like I said, Najee Harris, Mac Jones, Devonta Smith, they're going to have to ball out like they have been, and they will most likely win. If Ohio State can capitalize on those areas that I mentioned in their keys of the game, they will upset Alabama, and that would be one remarkable season for them to have played only six games in the season with a a chance of them possibly not making it to the Big Ten Championship game. The commissioners and the athletic directors and the, the chancellors all agreed that they should play, so they bend the rules for Ohio State, and they are able to play. They handle Northwestern. Chicago's Big Ten team, Northwestern. They handle Clemson. And now if they can pull off the unthinkable and beat Alabama, they would have capped off this crazy-ass season that 2020 has been. Because it was looking like it wasn't going to even happen. But thanks to Ohio State fans and the other Big Ten teams that were upset with Kevin Warren, they were able to get the conference to rethink its approach of not playing college football this fall season. And, I mean, this this would be a remarkable ending if they were able to win against Alabama. I, I don't know what Kevin Warren's feeling or thinking. I don't even know who, I mean, honestly, are you rooting for Ohio State to win if you're Kevin Warren? Certainly he's the Big Ten commissioner, but damn. Like, I, I'm going to hear about this, this junk forever if Ohio State wins. The championship game, the fact that you almost ruined our perfect season by not allowing us to play. He's going to get it either way, I guess. I mean, he's going to get it if they lose. He's going to get it if they win. But I just, I just can't, I can't believe we are here. We are finally here, the championship game to this, this crazy season that 2020 was. We've got Ohio State. We've got Alabama. These are two teams that, probably most people thought would be in this position today. If we're looking back at the start of the season, most people probably expected it to be a a competition between Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, and we got Alabama, Ohio State. So I I think most fans are probably pleased with the final result leading up to the championship game, and so we'll see how it plays out. I think if I had to make a prediction on the game, I'm taking Alabama over Ohio State. My prediction will be Alabama 48, Ohio State 36. That's my prediction. Write it down, lock it in. Alabama 48, Ohio State 36. 
It should be one hell of a game, though. I can't wait to watch it unfold next Monday, and I hope you all enjoy watching the game as well. Well, there we have it, folks. That is my final podcast episode of 2020, and I hope you've enjoyed following along with me this entire season. It's been one crazy season. It's been one crazy year that 2020 was. We are now in 2021, of course, but last year was crazy. Last year uh, was just so unpredictable, and I'm glad that we made it through. And if you're listening to this podcast, you certainly made it through to see 2021, but I'm hoping that we'll see some brighter days for all of us. And if you need to uh, holler at me at all or interact with me, you certainly can do so on Twitter at Sherry underscore Pickin. You can also find all my content at cherrypickinsports.com. And you can interact interact with me on Gmail as well. I'm at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. But this is a wrap to this season. I'm looking forward to season four of the Cherry Picking Podcast. And I've also got some other exciting things and, and works coming pretty soon here. And so I'm really excited to interact with you all in other ways. So if you've enjoyed the College Football Podcast, you might also want to subscribe to my new podcast, which will be pop culture, we'll talk about news, it'll talk about current events, and just everything else outside of college football. So I, I know some folks just like the football content, which is cool. I want to make a new home for everything else. So look for something new, look for something different from me, in a brand new format, brand new podcast, in the near future, but for this season, for season three of the college football season 2020, I'm wrapping a bow on it. Hope you've all enjoyed this ride. I cannot wait to talk to you in the near future. Please be safe. Please wash your hands. Please wash your feet. Please lotion your elbows. And just wear your masks and socially distance yourself. And we'll get through this very, very soon here. The vaccine is coming. We are almost at the end, but please stay strong. Please stay vigilant, and I can't wait to talk to y'all soon. Have a good one, y'all. Take care. Enjoy that national championship game next Monday, 8.15 p.m. Eastern. Talk to y'all. Take care. Peace. Thank you again for tuning in to my Cherry Picking Podcast. All of my audio content can be found on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Please feel free to give me a rating if you enjoy listening to my content. If you are looking to interact with me via social media, my Twitter handle is at Cherry underscore Pickin. That's P-I-C-K-I-N. On my Twitter, you'll also find a link to my blog where I post my weekly predictions and analysis. I can also be reached via email at cherrypickinsports at gmail.com. Feel free to drop me a line regarding what you like about this podcast or what you'd like to hear more of this college football season. I hope you enjoy this series, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for listening. Take care.